the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867. Everybody hearing okay? Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Trace, what's going on? You're up, you're up here fresh right when we're starting. I turned the radio on. Oh, thank you very much for doing that. So, oh. um, it was a good day yesterday. Good. It always been uh, better, but we had a wonderful day. Lots of color. Uh, I think people are getting ready for the fourth. They're already starting oh, to put stuff in their so. backyard to pretty uh, beautify for uh, any barbecuing they're going to be doing. Those. We saw lots of little annuals, a lot of perennials. So uh, the Mexican bird of paradise. Uh, we went through a, a number of those, and they are beautiful all over town right now. And that, uh, a good point that we need to make is that they're. A lot of these hot weather perennials like Bird of Paradise and uh, uh, Lantanas I'm looking at uh, and uh, Esperanza, all those you can plant, transplant them directly right now and they're not going to miss a, a bloom. They're just going to continue blooming and there won't be any transplant shock or anything as long as you keep them watered. They're tough and they are used to our kind of a soil and uh, so you can immediately get go from a pretty bland landscape to uh, some really colorful landscape despite the fact that we've got this hot dry weather yeah some plants love it um definitely oh that that uh proud of barbados is on sale too it is do you have your sheet i do all right yeah, three gallon regularly twenty five dollars. He's gonna round it up. <laughs> On sale for twenty dollars. At least he doesn't round down. <laughs> no, that's yeah. You that know what? That would create a problem. That would create a problem. So, it's uh, so nineteen eighty eight or seventeen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. Okay. And the crepe myrtles, I think, are there? Are they? Those are seventeen. Those are seventeen eighty eight. And yeah. there's a good selection of those. Uh, we got the normal colors that everybody's used to, the dynamite, red rocket, pink velour, Natchez, Special Party Pink, Tuscarora. But we got some new dwarf varieties that have uh, burgundy foliage that are really cool looking. Oh, so they do get you do have the burgundy but foliage. But not that not the flavor that you were talking about. But oh, yes, okay. they do have burgundy foliage ones. Oh cool, okay. And, and they're for, dwarf? And for listing of uh, the cray myrtles that they have by size and by color. Go to plantanswers.com. The first topic of the month is 
Best crepe myrtles by size, which are often available at Millburger Nursery. And, and then some. There's probably there's, yeah, oh, yeah, there's, there's probably a good 10 varieties, 15 varieties that didn't make your list that uh, well, still that, perform well here. Yeah, that's Neil Sperry's uh, list, and I just thought we'd... I, I don't have a list of... I think you should make your own list. You think I should make my own list? I do. Now, now, the problem with that is... is Who are we going to use for sources? Yeah. Call Neil. See if he'll be a source. I'll be. I'll be a source. You'll be a source. I'll be a source. Now, you could. Uh, you, you could spend you, full time. Are you going with be, grape myrtles <laughs> trying to keep up to date on the yeah, new? Yeah. Are you going? Are you going to be able to uh, choose between the good and the bad, or good and uh, the best and the uh, second best? Uh, of course, I can. You can do that. Sure. So you got to see some of the crepe myrtles you got are not as good as other crepe myrtles. Not as fast, not as prolific. Sure, I could do that, but all crepe myrtles perform well here. But oh, uh, yeah. you definitely are going to have some that overperform, like Natchez. Um, is my personal favorite. It grows fast, gets that's big. That's on our list. And, uh, and white is a, a fabulous color for crepe myrtles. That's relatively old. Selection. Yeah, it is one of the one of the original mildew yeah. resistant varieties, yeah. and it still sells well today because it performs well here. Do you remember if you have Sarah's favorite or Sarah's choice? I remember that I don't have that. You don't have that. I don't have that. You have had it in the past. I, I, the name doesn't sound familiar. Okay, so is that one that's no good then, Trace? Uh, I, I don't have that answer, uh, but I will research it if I'm... Uh, no, our, our, our deal is that these are the ones that are available. That's the key. And I learned yesterday from Trace that uh, that uh, the crepe myrtle selection, the, the, the uh, selection is uh, wider at this time of the year than any time of the that's, uh, that's a, year. That's a fact. For some reason, I always put crepe myrtle with all the other plants that come in in February and March. But uh, I guess y'all like to wait, kind of wait till they bloom. Right? Most growing operations don't even list them as being available until yeah. they've leafed out. Yeah, yeah to leafed out or maybe bloomed. And they are a little uh, slower to leaf out. Yeah, pecan. They're in the same club with pecans. I yeah, guess. they are. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, all right, good. So hey. you, you think you're capable of making a list, huh? And checking it twice. <laughs> it's, well, you make it's your Santa list. Santa Trace. Make your list that compares to this. Uh, they have to be ones that you have on stock. Oh, uh, of course. And uh, and we can add them to these I categories. Can, I can even do by popularity what sells the most, if you want. Oh, is that right? Of course. Until, until it's a wrong decision and it doesn't sell as much anymore. <laughs> you know, the, the, you remember when the Bougainvilleas, there was just a, a, a huge amount of different selections that they were, and they were getting more and more, and suddenly it seems like that everybody said, "Hey, this is getting a bit ridiculous. We just need a." We need to, uh, to limit the, the the number. The accountants took over. That's where the problem yeah. becomes. So the varieties that don't sell as well, they stop growing. Or not as easy to get in bloom. No. So like Juanita Hatton and Barbara Karst are the easiest to get into bloom, so that's what you're going to see the most of. And you, uh, 
course, there, all the horticulturists would write about them and had favorites. And uh, the good news was that most of the favorites were pretty much the same. Yeah. But, and so you could find them, but there were always some that were difficult. So wh- which to find. is your favorite? I like. I think I like the the hat. I mean, I think I like the, tradi- the kind of the traditional colors. I don't care for the uh, the off whites. Or well, I, I take that back. They're not as. I don't find them as attractive as uh, some of the uh, the old the old. Fa- it's not even fair to call them old fashioned, but it's of the regular selections, uh, the pinks in that. Uh, I think I like the Oso ruby red. The best. I don't know that. Uh, I've got it in hanging baskets. You got to look at it out there. That is it new. It's hard to get a. It's hard to get a good deep red, and that one f- yeah. fits that criteria. Yeah, and, we rely uh, on those uh, deep pinks and kind of scarlets rather than the a regular deep red. Almost like, remember all those years too that took us waiting in a bit for a vinca for a bright red vinca too. So things change. Things change. Uh, you know, we want to remind everybody too that we're getting into the uh, butterfly uh, flying period, and uh, you want to have we'll have monarchs in a few months, but you want to have uh, your butterfly plants in place. The milkweeds. We got at least two different kinds here: the tuberosa, which is a native, and the tropical milkweed. We've got uh, three, I think, at least three uh, porter weeds. Um, for and some mist flowers. Well, Greg, how many times? Got some new Greg's mist in uh, on yeah, Thursday. And you had a, a white for a while. Is the white we, still available? I, I did not see it. Just, okay. uh, just some uh, Greg's. Yeah, Greg, Greg's mist is my favorite, uh, and that's uh, that just uh, gets covered with butterflies. And we finally got in some of the uh, passion vine that's cold tolerant. So there's a uh, some bluish purple ones down there. Uh huh. The uh, and of course, the other thing we almost forget it sometimes is that you can't you can't beat the zinnias for a butterfly plants. They're very easy, and you can if you use the Dreamland uh, transplants, they're blooming when you plant them, and they just keep blooming. Uh, and they'll reseed too if you allow them, or you can use them for cut flowers. Uh, plus, the hummingbirds and butterflies uh, are just covering them in my, in my bed. The, you know the hat, the hummingbird hatch has taken place. It's obvious because they're just hummingbirds everywhere, and they're not very territorial anymore. So, really, kind of neat to watch them in the landscape. And I guess when the martins fledge their young in a few weeks, the butterfly populations will will build up again. Yeah, because yeah, they're uh, they. Eat some mosquitoes, but they uh, eat uh, mostly dragonflies and butterflies and uh, even uh, bees. The more martins do? Yeah. Yeah, I think. That's I think, what happened to all the butterflies. They were planting all this stuff for butterflies, and the stupid martins are eating them all. bringing the martins in, too, and they're eating all the butterflies. Oh, man. Mm, mm. Well, can't well, that, can't win for losing. That's can't. more, that's more and more. It's a lion cub. It's a circle of lions. That's more and more of an issue because that when people start getting serious about these butterflies, they notice, you know, and of course it could be a time of the year or the temperatures or, or, or blooms available but just exactly almost the time that the, the martins fledge and they 
go to their assembly points, the butterfly populations go way out too. So, and if you were sitting in the butterfly garden here at Millburgers now, because I'm looking over, Calvin can't see it because it's uh, behind him. Uh, the hummingbirds are all oh, over yeah, that. There's a bunch of them. Over yeah, there. you can see them over there. Yeah, yeah I, c- I can see them from here. Uh, and how far do you think we are? 25, 30 yards, maybe 20 yards, I'll say. But yeah, it's there. I uh, see. I've seen two of them who were kind of. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of. They're playing with each other, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, they'll be through here too. Oh, uh, good. All right. Well, they can hurry up. The, uh, what the Milton Trace talked about the certified butterfly garden here at Milburgh's. You can see a uh, planting that's very attractive that would fit into your landscape. Uh, exactly, you know, so that you could attract uh, butterflies to your to your landscape, and it's only about 200 square feet. It could be bigger, yeah, a, bigger if you want. But this is, as you can tell, based on the butterflies and the hummingbirds that visited it, this this is really makes a difference. Get the right plants in there, and you get you're going to have butterflies and hummingbirds. What else is going on? Anything exciting coming in? Well, I... You want to wait and say, or are you going to say? I might as well say it. Are you sure? All right, so there was some tomatoes available. Uh-huh. <laughs> I only did one flat because it's, it's at least a week early, maybe two. And they're in small containers. They're in too. small six-packs, so I'm not going to put oh. them... When they do come in, I'm not going to put them over where they normally go. I'm going to okay. put them in a more shaded circumstance. But they had tycoon. What? Oh no! We heard tycoon was they, extinct. They had a f- uh. they had a few, and I just I could not resist. Uh, I don't blame you. So for people that are still interested in tycoon, mm-hmm. and you start early, you could probably get some uh, fall crop tycoons. You could, I guess, you could pot them up. <clears throat> yeah, and if you in the hill country too. That's true. Uh, you know, they're going to get colder faster. And uh, if you've if you got friends in uh, East Texas, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking about going to Tennessee in July and uh, taking maybe taking some to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, they need them right now. And this was the, the variety that you said would was no longer available. gone. It was just, it turned, went from our favorite variety to a terrible variety because it was no longer available. Now we'll have to reverse ourselves. I don't remember that. He was saying how bad Typhoon was. (laughs) Typhoon was terrible. Jerry's always liked Tycoon. (laughs) That Typhoon tomato, though. Ugh. Uh, I tried. So that's, that's good, man. Thank you. Thank limited you. number. Uh, they're not here yet, so probably right. Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, one flat as far as it goes, and we'll see what's available the following week. When do the, I've had our people already ask me, when do the regular tomatoes? So that, that's kind of a special thing. When will you start getting fall tomatoes in otherwise? Uh, probably a little closer to the right time. So first week okay. in July okay. is when I'll yeah. intentionally have I think Jerry and I are generally second week in July. The numbers will build. Anytime after middle of July. So the end of July, then the numbers will start to dwindle till the second week in August, and then we'll only be doing whatever we're experimenting with. Okay. After that. So you talked about potting them up. So I'm curious. Okay. So the challenge is, if you got one now or in a couple weeks, uh, are keeping them. Spider mite free just because the heat's too intense. Yeah, the heat's too or both. 
And you could not, you could find them a nice place out of the wind. Yeah. And I I guess it wouldn't hurt to have them in morning sun. Morning sun. Yeah. Not, don't don't give them a blast at from two to six p.m. or so. All right. So I have another question. I would I would recommend that people pot them up like we like we were talking about potting them mm-hmm. up. And I've got a, a good description of that on Plant Answers. On, on a lot of the other variety, the rodeo tomato varieties, but uh, that potting up, uh, I remember Bill McReynolds uh, figured out that uh, we, we did. We started that potting up in the in the spring to to avoid the the late frost. But uh, Bill found that uh, if you if you potted them up. He was in in Wilson County in the sand, that uh, and grow them for a while in those gallon containers. Mm-hmm. That uh, they were easier to get established because they had a bigger root system. Oh, so they okay. So uh, potting them up is a good idea in the fall as well as the spring. All right, so. Okay, it's going to be a dumb question, but oh no, I not know. from you, Milton. Why do tomatoes need sun? The sun does the blooms or the growth? Yes. The growth. Yeah. All, of okay. all of the same, all of them. So if you say you buy them now and you put them primarily in the shade or maybe dappled sun, they, yeah. they wouldn't just grow waiting for the time that you put them in the sun. They wouldn't grow well at all. Well, there's a, I know, the first I know, thing they're going to put on a different kind of leaf than they really need if you do that. Oh. Now, you can't. You, it's, a, it's a matter of degree, too, you know, putting them. Putting them in morning sun for two weeks, maybe even three weeks, is uh, probably won't hurt the situation. Doing it for six or eight weeks. Oh no, I was just trying to figure. Okay, could you establish? So I know, like, well, the first question you guys ask is when something isn't blooming. Uh, you'll say, "How much sun is it getting?" Right. Well, they don't need blooms now anyway. Right. That's right. That. So I was thinking. Right. Okay, so keep them out of the sun, which is what we're afraid of now. Uh, for them, because when you—that's why you don't get them too early. But pot them up and keep them really protected from the sun, and maybe they would grow. But I, I think don't... the afternoon. I think I think Jerry and Calvin right. Morning sun. More, at least get them in the morning sun. That way, your leaves don't get too big. Because if the leaves oh. get big, then, then you start having some issues there too. Okay, so the leaves would get bigger if they were primarily well, machine. Some of our top gardeners too. We talked about this, I think, last week. We do a little shading. Yeah. In this time of the year. You know, 100-degree heat when you're first putting tomatoes out uh, can be pretty shocking okay. to them. So I was just got never, some leeway the, there. The important thing growing them in that pot at this time of the year and that container at this time of the year is to be sure to keep the fertility levels up. Okay. How would you do that? I have no idea. I know. I think uh, I know. Well, we could use copious amounts, amounts of osmocote in the mix. <laughs> I thought about joining that. And, and, you know, should. And, Next time, just join in. And We're going to have it. People, all the people listening join in. <laughs> and, and, then every, and then every time you water, uh-huh. you tomatoes and peppers. And we've got some peppers left, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Real grandy gold peppers left. Uh, water them with a water-soluble fertilizer. All right, but first you'd start off with copious amounts of osmocote. This is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> osmocote plus, I might say. Oh, because it has the mineral, minor, minor elements. elements. Okay. See, I'm learning all these years. You're doing good. Thank you. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308. We'll even get callers. If they call in, join us on the copious amounts of Osmocote. There you go. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Anything else exciting coming in? we got in? lines open? Hey, we have a few lines open, yeah. Okay, good. Well, that was the, that was the only uh, outstanding kind of thing. Oh, yeah, unusual. When were the VIPs coming in? Or the Laura Bush? I I can't remember. I need to call and find out how far along they are. They they put them out in the sun, and uh, I imagine they're uh, four to to five inches tall. So you're looking at another week or two. Okay. Before the. Well, I'll have to let Charles know so we can advertise. Cool. There you go. That'll be a big thing. We'll be excited about that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Be a part of the show. Come visit us or give us a call, 210-308-8867. Hey, Trace, we forgot something. We'll come back and do the plant of the weekend right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're driving around town right now, chances are very soon you're going to see a beautiful crepe myrtle because they're blooming all around town, and they're absolutely gorgeous, aren't they? I mean, they're beautiful shades of white and red and pink and purple. And right now, Millburgers has them on sale, by the way, in the three and the five gallon container for just seventeen eighty eight. So if you're driving by going, man, I wish I had something beautiful like that in my yard, guess what? Head on over to Millburgers at sixteen oh four and Boulevardy Road and pick one up for yourself. Now just seventeen eighty eight in the three and five gallon containers. Millburgers has a lot of other colorful things on sale, like Mexican Bird of Paradise, this Texas superstar, also called Pride of Barbados, in the three gallon container is on sale for just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias. You'll also save on Millburgers Natural Lawn and Garden Fertilizer. It's all this and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And nothing is simple in this life, except when it comes to selling your house or buying your next home in San Antonio in the Hill Country. Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez has a better way to sell that house and save you thousands of dollars. It's the Help You Sell Low Set Fee Program. Here's how it works. When you use Sergio Martinez and help you sell to buy or sell your next home, he won't charge you the standard 6% commission because it's simply not fair. For instance, the difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. Did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. With help you sell, you get the same service. You keep more money in your pocket and you still get 100% of Sergio Martinez's 20 years plus of experience. Simple, right? Call Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez right now at 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialized in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone.
home, it really can look new again. Do you have a pebblestone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebblestone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. Back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, it's bugging you. If it's bugging you, you need to kill the guy that gets uh, rid of them bugs, them roaches, them spiders, them fleas, them ticks, them mosquitoes, and that's Spider-Man Pest Control. Rats. Uh, uh, what? You Okay. Can he do oh, he can get rid of rats. I'm yeah, sorry. I thought right. you were. You were. I thought that was an exclamation. Rats. Uh. All right. Well, if you've got rats, it is an exclamation. That's, that's a good point. Uh. Yeah. All right. So even mosquitoes too. And one of the things that's been really popular, and I know folks are fighting mosquitoes because we're getting questions about it, and that is uh, the little system he's got now is a system that they use at Disney World and Disneyland, and Millburgers uses it, and it's uh, a system that allows you to just set up a little kind of little hutch in your your uh, yard and a number of different ones and mosquitoes fly in they get a little stuff on them they fly out they land on trees this is how it was explained to me don't be looking at me that way and they um they I thought you said it was on their feet well yeah it's that's where they landed it's on their little feet how many feet do they have I, uh, just two. I have no idea. No, they don't. <laughs> five. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, five. Six. Well, they wouldn't have an odd number of feet. No, I know. In, insects. Know. So, yeah, six. Maybe six. <sighs> no, let's, let's not get him confused here. No, I'm oh, confused. Okay. So yeah. how many ever You're feet they about, have? Uh, Where's Warren when we need him? Yeah, I don't think Warren wants to put up with this. So <laughs> Warren is just like, y'all are doing fine. People are calling in. They're all happy. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, and it, so it does it, uh, and it spreads the, the stuff around on leaves where other mosquitoes land. They get it on them, and it kills both of them uh, and, and a number of them. And Disney World uses it, like I said, and that was what sold Warren was if they were out there using it, they, uh, that was good. And so he's had a lot of success with it. Uh, so you can uh, have it, too. Uh, just uh, give him a call. It's 65. Let me get the number for you here real quick. Actually, I want to make sure I'm not winging it here. Up, um, hang on a sec. I gotta. I'm, I'm fighting with my internet, but I'll give you the number in just a second. You can go to GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, and you can uh, find it there, uh, or you can uh, call Warren over at Spider-Man and uh, check it out with them. All right, I'll give you the number in just a second. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, we got Dean on the line. Time Real at quick the same here. time. I'm Chad Whoop. Hey there, Dean. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Up, oh, Dean, are you there? Up, oh, we're not hearing Dean. So something... It must be whispering. Yeah, no, I, th- I just... I think it's all for a button. There's Dean. Dean, you there? I'm still here. Thanks for asking. Oh, good. You're on the air, Dean. What's going on? Well, quick question. Probably a long answer. 
having just planted uh, elephant ears about oh, two to three weeks ago uh, in the shade, what's the best way to tend to them, specifically not over water, especially in this heat that we're having? Uh, how to water elephant ears? Yeah, how, how large how is to, the transplant? How, how, what's tending, yeah. how short, tend, tending to newly Whatever planted elephant ears, best way. Oh, well, now they, they, they like a lot of water. I mean, they're, they're not drought-tolerant plants. And they, if, if it's well-drained, I yeah. don't think you can overwater. I don't think you can either. I used to put them on the side of my house so my wife had to water the foundation. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> sneaky, Brad. So what form did you do? Were they just straight bulbs you put in, or did you have no, did they have foliage on? No, sir, I, uh, they were probably, at the time, uh, about oh, two, two, two and a half feet high. Uh, that's picked right, up yeah. two, blue, two blue Hawaiian, and the third one is a real dark uh, leaf. I can't remember the name of it. But I think the problem I've been doing is underwatering because it tend, uh, when it cools down, they tend to rebound back. But uh, in the morning, as the heat progresses, uh, the uh, stems tend to get a little lazy, and I'm getting some curling on the leaves. Yeah, because yeah. they don't they won't have much root at that at first, so they don't have a they're having trouble keeping that moisture. I don't I don't think you well, I think you'd uh, need to water them at least three times a week for until they for to get them through this hot spell. All right. And then you can and you can kind of react. You I think you'll be able to tell too when they stop showing that wilting. Yeah, they'll show you when it's time to water for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're yes. tropical in origin, and so uh, I, guess, I guess in the tropics they almost get watered every day from afternoon rains. I mean, well. yeah, you know, it, it's it's on zinnias. Even I'm watering three times a week. Uh, yeah, uh, this 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 spell of heat that we've had, and of course when we had our tomatoes, uh, that. They were easily using water three times a week too. So I tell you what'll help with that is mulch, thick mulch on top. We did that. The uh, the holes about a foot wide and maybe eight about eight inches deep. We mixed it with the uh, garden with the uh, garden soil and uh, a pretty good dirt, pretty good topsoil, and then uh, did a mound around it and then put the mulch down. The, uh, I think it's just a lack of watering. When you water newly planted like that, say three times a week, you're talking how much water per watering a gallon? Uh, well, a gallon. How a deep water? Yeah. Now, if you, you you created, sounds like you've created the kind of a a container situation there, uh, the soil that's really. Uh, really well drained, so that, that 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 the water can be moving through that pretty fast. Yeah, yes, sir. So, so uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think it'll hurt. Experiment with a couple gallons at least a, a time. And uh, now, of course, if it if it if you planted it into a 
uh, area with heavy soil and you've got a well kind of situation, mm-hmm. that, that'll show too. You don't want the water to sit in there, but but yeah, you can. I think you experiment with with that, and as long as you're watching them, and they are pretty, uh, they recover quickly when you catch up to them. So yes, keep sir. us informed, will you? But I'll do that. The dark leaf one, I don't remember the name, seems to be doing, seems to be a hardier elephant ear than the bright green ones. It seems to be it's a It's already got a suntan. It, it's already got a suntan, so yeah. it's, uh, it, it's a little more durable that way, but the other one is a more aggressive. Oh. Okay, I thought you were kind of saying that tongue-in-cheek, so anyhow. No, and the no, last it's, question, it's... The last question is, and I'll get off the line. Does Millburgers do landscape design only? Uh, I'm sure you could do that. Uh, you'd want to dial 210-497-3757 Monday through Friday, and I think they get in there about 8 and uh, be around 4. So you'd leave your information, and they would uh, have one of the architects get back with you. All right, sir. I appreciate y'all taking time out of your program and and hearing you all. How how are you fertilizing those uh, elephant ears? Well, you know, uh, how, how am I not? Because I'm not fertilizing. What would you recommend adding? Oh, yeah. more you fertilizer. Copious amounts. Copious amounts of osmocote. Well, actually, on the, on the soil, they yeah, could, I don't know. he could just use slow-release lawn fertilizer, couldn't he? No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he needs copious amounts of I missed the first part oh, of the conversation. But Jerry, you can never go Jerry wrong with Osmocote. Jerry commission from uh, <laughs> every time he says it. I yeah. wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I don't, I think I don't he, know yet. Yeah, okay. I think is that, going is that with... A, is that a big... Uh, is that a big deal of fertilization on those guys? Oh yeah, oh, that'll you want be nice green color, yeah. So a slow release lawn fertilizer. Uh, I think either would be fine. Yeah, not okay. as good as copious amount of osmica. Yeah. All right. Well, good I'll, luck. I'll remember that, Thanks. and I only suggest you write some lyrics to your copious. Uh, <laughs> Great minds think alike. Is to write us a song <laughs> about copious yeah. amounts. Get a, get a little money from the uh, Osmoco people. There you go. Thank you. You take care. Thank you. Care. Y'all have a good, good day. Good, you good too. questions. Uh, Miranda yeah, is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Miranda, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Thank you. Yes, very good. Thank you all very much for taking the call. I had a quick question uh, concerning the product that I've seen multiple times mentioned in the newspapers, the cut vine and stump killer. And mm-hmm. I need to know what the name brand is and where I can find it because when I've looked at that exact terminology, I can't find at least what I think is what is being advertised. Well, there's more than one brand. Um, Fertilome yeah. makes, they used to make one that had a little dye in it with a squirt bottle and the EPA for some reason made them stop. But they still make the concentrate in uh, like pints and quarts. And then, so the small container, the brand that we carry is Bonide, but I'm sure there's a number of brands out there, but those are the two that we have. So, okay, so, so Trace. Bonide why is why the one I Bonide would be the, the brand that we carry in the small one that has like a little fingernail polish 
uh, applicator. Does it does it say right on there? Cut vine and stump killer. I'll, I'll bring you one, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, they do. I mean, at least there's uh, there's some of them. You should, you should pick that up because uh, that okay. cause that is uh, on the label. Cut vine stump killer. Okay, uh, and that is at Milford. The, the small one I know I have on the shelf, the bigger ones, uh, I'd have to check. Now, the small one lasts a long time, easy to use, and relatively inexpensive. So What are you, tra- what are you trying to kill? Uh, little hackberries. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, that's good for those. And um, some mountain wolves from the seeds that just kind of sprout up here and there that I don't need that oh, I don't yeah. get to in time. <laughs> They, they root very easily if you don't get them in time. Yeah, that's what I was getting That'll work slick. Okay, Alrighty. great. That's all yeah, I needed we'll to know. Thank you all very much. All right, got a question from the crowd here. Do you mind coming on the air? Or are you gonna? I'll do it. Okay, um, okay so uh, I want you guys to look at the pictures of his grass here. Um, it's it's red. It's turning red. Not the whole blades. Otherwise looks healthy. I'm a little stumped. I mean, I don't think it's anything to worry about. It's not red thread or anything like that, but... Wanted to get y'all's thoughts on it. Huh. <laughs> almost looks like something got spilled. It almost does because it's not the whole blade. It's like some just red right in the middle or whatever. Let's see what the. So, okay, my name's Charlie. I'm from Live Oak, uh, Texas. I have a St. Augustine uh, growth of reddish purple leaves. Does it wipe off? Or it does not. Part in it? It the area is actually growing in size, so it's moving. It's and I'm trying to figure out what it is. If it's a problem, it's in the is it Raleigh or what is it? It's a St. Augustine. I'm not sure what. Okay. How long has it been? The lawn been in place. The that's a very old section of lawn. It has it, it. It's starting to grow up closer to some new sod that I placed this spring. That's why I was worried. And the new side you placed this spring was Raleigh? I'm not sure what they sell here. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> about, about three or four different types. Huh. How did, uh, did you, you put it in? How, what did you fertilize with it? No, this is not the new stuff. This, this is, is an old. This is the old? This is the old established stuff. section. I'm stumped. Huh, yeah. Now, we've seen in a lot of other plants, you see that some kind of a, a nutrient issue there, but I haven't seen that exact symptom. Um, and there, there's no, there's no, uh, none of the San Augustine decline no, right lines on there or anything. No. I do have a, it's starting to get some crabgrass coming up into it in that area also that I did spray a crabgrass. Uh, you know which one? Uh, it's a, there's a lot of grass control from I think from Weed Be Gone. Because right, a lot of those products can't be used as high as it is. They you spray you sprayed it on this? Yes, I sprayed it on the whole lawn. Okay, and you and is there any is there any con- relationship between where this has started com- uh, where, on the spring? Did you spray it heavier there or? I don't think I sprayed it heavier there. I uh, tried it's to not a low uniform. spot. Maybe refilled the bottle there? Actually, no. No, that's actually a spot that's like 25 feet wide 
it's at least 25 feet by 15 feet and it's a circle <clears throat> and my backyard is hilly so it I, goes out from my back house about 15 feet and then it drops down about four and a half feet and then it drops down another five feet to my fence so the, the ground is definitely not level it is side to side but not front to back it, it, the hill goes down and it's is it the, in the lower spots or that's, just everywhere that's in a flat spot in the middle so it drops down a hill and then it levels out for about four or five feet and then it starts to drop uh-huh. down again it's an easy grade so you, you, what, did you remember what that product was? Yeah, it was a Weed Be Gone crab dra- Crabgrass Control. And it was labeled for San Augustine. Right? Yes. But most of those have a high temperature of 90 degrees to spray. But it would, that wouldn't affect why it would be in one spot, not everywhere. I don't, I don't think there's much to do except watch it. Um, but it'll be inter- it'd be in- you, you know it'd be interesting to figure out what it was. I wouldn't be surprised if it's it could probably send us pictures to, to the extension service, and then somebody with a book can look through and see if they can find something that matches. Yeah, somebody might have seen it seen it before. Um, David likes looking at pictures. Let's send it to let's send it to David and see what he can come up with. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, Sorry. that's, right. Couldn't that's give a good more question. Hey, if, you, if, you, if you find out anything more, Claudette, or yeah, yeah. let us right. let us know, will you? Yeah. yeah. All right. And if we think of anything, we'll yeah. Two. get a hold of Claudette. Cool. Two. Well, two one zero. Y'all talk for a sec. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Huh? Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Todd is on the line. Hi there, Todd. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks. I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? So we've got a persimmon tree, persimmon chocolate variety. Uh, We bought it at Millburgers about three Okay. Um, We have it in a pot right now because we're probably going to be moving uh, in less than a year, so it's in a uh, 20-inch diameter pot, um, and we um, transplanted into that one when we bought it. Right now, um, it's about five feet tall or so. The leaves, especially at the top, are wilting and and falling off. And I noticed um, about about an inch up from the uh, from the dirt on the on the trunk, it's it's very it's very dark. Um, and I was wondering if we're doing something wrong as far as um, watering it, or if you had, to, or if, or if that's maybe just a natural uh, response to being, you know, transplanted. Uh, it could be a lot of things. Uh, yeah. My my first thought is, uh, was it planted at the same height level that it was in the container when you bought it? Uh, in other words, did you add more soil level? to the top? Right, the dirt right. level has to be the same or above grade. You would never okay. want it below grade. That would give you a symptom of a watering problem. Okay. Um, I think it's a, I think we added more, um, or it's about the same as, as it was before. But maybe... So if, if there was any soil added to the top, you need to get back down to the original. Uh, next would be, is there a drain hole in the spot? I've got, yeah, I put several drain holes in the, uh, in the, in the uh, pot. 
Okay, and then describe your watering practices. Um, usually each morning uh, uh, with a hose and, uh, and water it. I, I soak it um, probably about, I'd say hold it there for about 10 seconds or so. All right, so first things first, when you're watering any kind of container, when you water it, you want to keep filling that pot all the way to the top full of water uh, over and over again until you stop seeing air bubbles. Okay. When you stop seeing air bubbles, then you actually have gotten all the soil wet. Gotcha. My assumption would be uh, that if you start doing that, you won't have to water it near as frequently. So I'm thinking uh, it's too little water and too frequent. Okay. But your your finger is always the best judge. So if you and then you stick your finger into up to your middle knuckle, it'll tell you whether or not it needs it again. So if it's cool or damp, it's fine. If it's not, then it's time to water again. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, well, we will All try right. that. Let's check the soil first. Okay. Make sure that's not uh, up on the trunk. Now, right. okay. uh, 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 did you are you going to have one just one persimmon tree? Um, we'd like to have more eventually. We, uh, well, get, get one called uh, John Fuyu. John and, Fuyu? Uh, chocolate is a smaller uh, persimmon and used for pollination mainly. Okay. But uh, the John Fuyu is a, a, a more reliable producer of, oh, of okay. bigger persimmons. Sweeter? Sweeter, yeah. It's not non-stringent. Okay. Okay. Okay, Excellent. thank you for calling. We'll yeah, thanks for coming. Have a great day. Okay. All right, we got to take a, a quick break while we do. Give us a call at 210-308-8867. James, don't go anywhere. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. If you're driving around town right now, chances are very soon you're going to see a beautiful crepe myrtle because they're blooming all around town, and they're absolutely gorgeous, aren't they? I mean, they're beautiful shades of white and red and pink and purple. And right now, Millburgers has them on sale, by the way, in the three and the five-gallon container for just seventeen eighty-eight. So if you're driving by going, man, I wish I had something beautiful like that in my yard, guess what? Head on over to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and pick one up for yourself. Now just seventeen eighty-eight in the three and five-gallon containers. Millburgers has a lot of other colorful things on sale, like Mexican Bird of Paradise. This Texas superstar, also called Pride of Barbados, in the three-gallon container is on sale for just nineteen. You'll save on dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias. You'll also save on Millburgers Natural Lawn and Garden Fertilizer. It's all this and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. President Trump signs an executive order designed to keep the families of illegal border crossers together. Democrats predictably say it's not enough. Here's the problem and the solution. The problem is these adults and kids cross the border in violation of our laws. Many of the children were sent ahead with smugglers, adults to whom they're not related or alone, believing emotional Americans would let them in. It seems to be working. Congress could fix all this, of course, but Republicans are divided. Surprise. And Democrats loathe the president so much they'll do nothing to solve the problem so they can have the issue in November. 
The wall still needs to be built, but good luck with that. Maybe the job market will help. The economy is booming, and so there are fewer jobs. Perhaps that will discourage people from breaking the law to get here. There are legal border crossings and legal ways to apply for entry. What we're dealing with are lawbreakers, Democrats who want future voters, and Republicans who want cheap labor. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Criticizing some of the liberal media's coverage of the U.S.-North Korea Summit on denuclearization. President Donald Trump said America's biggest enemy is fake news, which is so easily promulgated by fools. It's 100 percent accurate. America's greatest enemy is fake news. That's right. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2 on 930 AM. The answer. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. California lives on the edge of change. A few years ago, the Golden State adopted two big changes to its elections. Open primaries, in which voters choose candidates from any party, and a top-two primary, where the top-two finishers qualify for the general election, regardless of party. The idea was to elect more moderate candidates. The results are coming in, and it isn't working. The 2018 primary shows that Republicans still vote for Republicans and Democrats for Democrats. People don't cross party lines looking for an idealized model moderate candidate. Plus, the unintended consequence is often no real choice in the general election. In 2016, two liberal Democrats ran for the Senate, and in many state races, there were either two Democrats or two Republicans. Worse, candidates have gamed the system to face a weaker opponent later. Beware election reforms from California. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. James is on the line. Thanks for waiting, James. How can we help you today? Uh, I wanted to tell the professors about uh, what I've been doing with the wood ash. The, uh, okay. I got about a foot tall, thick pile of wood ash around a Arizona ash uh, tree that's growing up in the field. About ten foot circle, about oh, it starts about one foot from the tree, and it's just growing fine. And uh, I was talking to a guy in church today, and he says he's been dumping the ashes from his barbecue pit. And this is a guy that does contest cooking. He's cooking every week over a 10-foot square area of his yard forever. And uh, it's just as green as Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. So, oh, yeah. You know, we're not supposed to. Everybody says we're supposed to be uh, scared of that wood ash. But uh, from what I can see, it's not doing any damage. In fact, it's, it's uh, helping the growth of what I've got it on. Yeah. And this is a foot thick and I think you're, I think you're right. Wide. So I think 
I think Malcolm Beck did some studies with wood ash, and he found about about the same thing you're finding that uh, that it green it seems to green some plants up. It's working on the trees and the lawn grass, um, and that old boy out at Dixondale Farms, uh, Bruce Frazier, told me that they burned a bunch of mesquite on some new land they were plowing up and uh, planted onions, and those were the only onions that made it through the uh, the freezing temperatures that, that winter. So that potassium does help with the winter hardiness. Yeah, that's what they proved with uh, St. Augustine grass too. Yeah, you got to be you got to be careful, James. Though on drawing, uh, I, you know, I think the evidence that you've talked about uh, indicates that there's no obvious problem with wood ashes, uh, but you got to be careful not not giving it too much credit because these a lot of that's pretty anecdotal and there's not any kind of comparisons so uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I don't think it'd be uh, something that everybody should run out there and do it but uh, Jerry and I for years have said you know at least find a corner spot in the yard and uh, and uh, go ahead and uh, put it there let it decompose or compost pile if you don't if it's not overwhelming amount Either it works pretty well. Well, well, well. Those recommendations came from not using it, was because it's it's alkaline, and uh, we used to say, well, you don't you don't need to add any alkalinity to our soil. Uh, that was before we found out that uh, no matter how much alkalinity you add to the soil, or sulfur or acid-producing products, you're not going to change the pH of the soil that, that significantly. So any any nutrients that it has in it, which I think is mainly potassium, uh, would would be beneficial to the to the plants. That's that could be that could, that could be that could be proved that could be proven pretty pretty simply by a simple experiment. We'll have to get something. Science fair project uh, lady to do that, but like, like I said, I'm 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 almost sure that uh, Malcolm Beck did that study uh, years ago, where he put uh, wood ashes in uh, in in his little pots. You know, he used to grow uh, uh, different pots of, of of different mixes and and see what one did well, and he he got that same greening effect as I remember it. Well, if it's going to give us a little bit of winter hardiness, I'm going to mix it in the potting soil for the fall tomatoes and see what happens. Yeah, it's not going to hurt it. It's not going to hurt a thing. Okay. Well, that's all I got for you. All right. Good luck Thanks. to you. I, 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 don't don't expect uh, a lot of hardiness. I mean, you're just looking at a couple of degrees, if, 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 if anything. All well, right. Thank you, know, you for calling. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, you'll have to whisper in my ear here if we've got anybody online waiting because uh, my Internet is kind of a little wacky. So, uh, Al, if there's a 
anybody on there? That you give me give me this time. So, two one oh. 210-308-8867. That means we've got lines open. We have lines open right now. All right. Uh-huh. So if you got those questions and Call comments, right uh, get, dig in. Uh, speaking of digging in and the Calvin's Dig In Now section in the, uh, yesterday's paper, uh, he talks about uh, how important it is to keep your bird bath rinsed and refilling them every day. And that will provide clean water to the birds, butterflies, bees, and squirrels. And you might say to yourself, well, why do I care if the squirrels have water or not? Because if they don't have water, they'll start stripping the bark off of the, off of the young growth mm. uh, on the trees and uh, damage, damage your, uh, your small limbs on, on the trees. So uh, water is good for everybody, and, and especially pets, too. Uh, I was uh, noticing this morning before I left the house that uh, the dogs would go out and uh, bark or lay in the sun or do something, and then they'd come right back in and just drink, 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 drink a lot of water. So water is extremely important at this time of the year when, when it's this hot, too. And we, we generally... We were talking about mosquitoes earlier, and uh, it's uh, some people have mentioned. Well, leaving water in the bird baths is a uh, you know a mosquito no. breeding area. I can't uh, keep water in that's, mine. That's right. With when you got birds splashing, just the evaporation <laughs> would take it out. But the the birds splashing, they'll they they dry out uh, within one day. It's usual if they don't, and uh, keep a little. Between the, the cover and the bird bass, you know, six six or seven feet. Uh, so if you've got cats in the neighborhood, they don't they, they can't launch themselves from the cover, and that six Breaking or seven news. feet is close Still enough that the uh, the birds can escape there. Yeah. All right, we're going to get ready to take a break. Uh, while we do, you can give us a call at two one zero three zero eight. 8867. We've got open lines? We have open lines. So okay. give us a call. 210-308-8867. Or time come, for the news. Time for the news. So come by and visit with us, too, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And a bright, sunny day. Lots of folks out here at Mill Burgers. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So come on by and visit with us. I think Trace may be bringing somebody up to talk with us with a question, but or maybe he's just showing him. Yeah, he's just showing him something. But two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What you got there? So Calvin, because we have a line open now. Oh, we do. So while we're waiting for that line to fill up. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Calvin, what? <laughs> How do you tell the difference between chinch bug damage on the lawn and? drying out spot a drying out spot next to the sidewalk well i generally would take a hose and uh oh go ahead and give it a little supplementary water on the spot 
and do that a couple times, three times. And then I would, uh, if it didn't, doesn't show any response, if it doesn't green up pretty quick, that's then it, I would suspect it was a uh, chinch bug, especially if it's in the hottest part of the lawn. Grass will appear if it has chinch bugs. It always occurs in the hottest, sunniest areas of the St. Augustine. Grass will appear dry, but will not respond to irrigation. Yeah. The bugs themselves will be visible in their little bitty, their little bugs. They always say you go and you can put a little can in there and put water in there, but I never found that real that a real easy way. <laughs> but some people will see them just by when you just wave yeah. it. If they're thick enough, you can yeah. just wave Good your Lord, hands. Good yeah. There, the bug themselves will be visible in drying areas, not in the dead grass. In other words, you'll notice when you have chinch bugs that you'll have a dead area. On the edge. And then along the edges of the dead area will be a off green, I guess, or light green area. That's why they're feeding, and that'll, that'll eventually be a dead area. And that's... A little bit. I've heard it described as looking moth-eaten, but uh, can just be real off color. But there usually is a kind of a middle area that's pretty yeah, right, right, uh, pretty uh, dormant-looking. They are BB-sized, black with diamond with white diamonds on their wings. They're the size of a BB now. I wonder how many people know how big a BB is. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> I grew up. A BB seems pretty big. BBs every day. A BB seems pretty large. Wait a minute, for a chinch bug? Yeah, BB. <laughs> oh well. Well, what would you compare it to? I was thinking there would be half. Half, half a half, BB. Half a BB. <laughs> <laughs> But then, we, we don't even know if people know what a BB is. When, we, uh, had, when they attacked Milton, we didn't even see them. Uh-uh. Remember when we had brought those in there and uh, says they were, was it Thrips? Maybe it was, no, it was Thrips. Thrips, yeah, Thrips, Thrips, Thrips yeah. that was yeah. attacking Milton. Apply a label insecticide as soon as you identify them. And uh, I think the one we have here is a bear product, B-A-Y-E-R. Soil insecticide, yeah. Yeah. So Almost any of them work. And the good news is they work for would work for the grubs, too. Hey, we're getting kind of the, the date. If you don't get the grubs treated, it's going to yeah, be too late there. Uh, if you but, had grubs last year, uh, generally that's what you do. If you've had problems with grubs, then you go ahead and put the soil insecticide down uh, would be better if you did it a couple weeks ago or the 1st of June uh, but you st- if you still do it quickly but what happens is that the grubs get uh, large go, they dig down deeper and they're just going to sit there in the soil rather than feed uh, so the soil insecticide really doesn't affect them yeah. anywhere but uh, Chinch bugs are pretty easy to kill if you get the insecticide down. Neil, Neil Sparrow is talking about uh, spider mites. Well, think? hang on to, to Neil and spider mites for a sec. We got okay. Stuart on the line at 210-308. He took up one of our open lines? He did. Thank All you right. for doing that, Stuart. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Just fine. 
So I have a, a problem with my uh, sweet peppers that I'm growing. I'm growing them in pots, and they, they look wonderful, and they bloom like crazy. But by the time the pepper itself gets to be about the size of a BB, it falls off. So what can I that, do to help that? That could be a weevil, and it's more likely. Do, do any peppers stay on there? None. Uh, so far, I think there's still one left this morning when I looked. Okay. So they, they've that, been blooming like sun? crazy. Uh, yeah, in a container. Yeah, are they in full sun? Yes, uh-huh. Is it, is it in full sun? I've seen yes, stress uh-huh. do that before. Yeah. So going either too wet or too dry, any form of stress, they, yeah. the first thing a plant's going to do is abort the abort the fruit. Oh. Yeah, had had, oh, had you okay. had had you had fruit on there, I would go ask you if you had blossom in rot, which is a sign of stress. Uh, yeah. Especially but, in cont- containers are hard to hard to keep uh, adequately watered in uh, when it's hot and dry like this, especially in the full sun. Yes. Okay. What, t- what time of day do you water? How big? How well, large are the it, containers? It varies. I go out when when they look like they're kind of wilted. I'll add water, but no specific schedule. You need to get on a schedule. Yeah. Don't let them wilt. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so. Try to do your watering in the morning, early morning. Uh, don't water because okay. you feel like water, and always stick your finger in the pot. And uh-huh. when you do when you do water a container, you need to water it well. So when you're watering, you fill it up to the top over and over and over again until you stop seeing air bubbles. Once you oh, okay. stop seeing air bubbles, then it's actually thoroughly watered. Or and it starts okay. coming out the bottom. Yeah, that's the real well, No, because the first time the water could go around. Yeah, well, okay. that's true. If it's that dry. Right. So if it's wilting, then it is that dry, and more, more water is going around and out the yeah. hole than it's going to the plant. That's true. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll do thanks, it. Stuart. So wait a minute. Wait, wait, hang on, Stuart. Calvin yeah. asked a very important question. How big are the containers? Uh, they're about three feet are wide and about three feet deep. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. That you got fun. a big container. Okay. Yeah, it's big. the water. It's the water yeah. is your problem. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, thank Good you luck. very much. Uh-huh. You bet. And water, water with uh, a water-soluble fertilizer every time you water. Or copious. Or copious amounts of osmocote. And, and, and R. And okay. our copious amounts of no, uh, I like that. Now he's starting to think like me. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Delb is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Delb. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing just great. It's been a while since we got to talk with you guys. But, uh, yeah. wanted to ask Where you. Where have you been? Uh, I've been all over. I've been listening. I've just been quietly, attentively taking notes. But oh, okay. uh, got a got a uh, customer over by Conroe that wants to send me home with some pawpaw cuttings, and I thought I don't know anything about pawpaws. Do <laughs> pawpaws grow in our alkaline soil over here? No. Thanks for calling, Dave. Yeah, I guess that was worth it, huh? <laughs> yeah, appreciate you calling in and uh, keep in touch. <laughs> so pawpaws don't like San Antonio? Yes. No, paw, pawpaws grow in only in East Texas, uh, uh, and uh, and they 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 they're, they're water loving plants, uh, but they grow 
in, even in East Texas, they long, grow along the creek banks. Hmm. Right, yep. Calvin? Did you get pawpaws when you were in? And they like, yeah, they like acid soil, oh, for sure. And uh, you're, could, you accomplish, could you accomplish it in a pot like water. azalea? I don't, I don't know if. Uh, I, all I, I know is in the native, they, they, in the na- nature, they, and of course, the East Texas where I've seen them is acid soil. So I don't, I don't, I think they like acid soil too. Well, we can see them. I would see if anybody in our audience has grown has grown them. <laughs> yeah, we used to talk about them. But but, but if you well, do happen to grow you. some and, and they fall off, uh, just pick them up and put them in your pocket. So you be okay. picking up paw paw in this pocket. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Part of the Osmocote song. <laughs> Thanks, Del. Glad you called. Bye, Del. Right. And Bye-bye. they do like copious amounts of Osmocote. Papa. And or. And or. I didn't understand that. All right. We brought up that uh, all the figs, the figs are ripening. Uh, and uh, that. Uh, I had a phone call on figs this morning uh, just wanting to plant some. So I knew that. Uh, yeah. That, so they'd seen some in the neighborhood yep, or whatever. Yep. And all right. It surprises me a little bit because it's so dry that uh, what happens when it's dry uh they don't they don't ripen all at once and so you got more you got you do more sharing with the birds if it's ripening over a, lo- a long period of of uh, time and then some of the figs i see if uh, folks that don't if you don't have mulch and haven't been watering them a lot of them look a little have some leaf drop and don't have mu- as much fruit but uh, most most of the figs will have some fruit at least and it should be available out there if you don't get to it the birds will help you harvest it for sure. All right, 210-308-8867. It's been a long time coming, but what is the plant of the weekend, Trace? Plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. weekend. Well, we, we started out I with... we uh, got two or three plants of the well, weekend. Well, we had an A, and you shot it down. <laughs> so that was the... No, sit- I'm talking about right back Oh, behind yeah, well, a, a is the one you shot down. That was the citronella plant. So uh, for those of you who are interested in that, we do have... Some beautiful ones, probably the best ones of the year. Ten-inch uh, pots. We've got a group at sixteen ninety-nine and nineteen ninety-nine. And what do you do with those citronella plants? Well, it's a scented geranium, so yeah. you can grow it on your patio and rub it on you to get the scent on, and uh, it will help with mosquitoes. There is anecdotal evidence of this, as well as uh, lots of things on the internet. And the internet can't be wrong. No, it can't be. By and law. And they sell candles, too. Citronella <laughs> candles. Yeah. Well, we don't. It's too hot around here for yeah. candles. <laughs> <laughs> Just sell the wax. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, so, so we, we have plenty choice of Choice B, B was the Madagascar Jasmine. Very pretty. And he That's did like good. that. And yeah. uh, do you remember the other name for that, Milton? Uh, oh, yeah. It's like Philotopia or Spatha. Was it? No. S- Stephanotis. Stephanotis. Yeah, it sounded like a comedy team. So that's a beautiful vine. Has a, a foliage on it, kind of like a rubber plant. Dark Gor- green. Gorgeous green. white blooms. Uh, it is a tropical, though, so I would grow it in a pot and move it in and out for, for cold. Every time I see one of these, I think about a customer I had about 30 years ago, and she was uh, she was from Asia, and this is uh, one of the plants that made her house up. 
So she had just a framed house, and this grew up and was the the roof and walls. So, Very cool. Uh, and if you go online and look at them, they're gorgeous. So I encourage you to, to check it out uh, if you're not familiar with it. And I do have a... Madagascar I, jasmine. I did uh, I did have a slight fragrance that I smelt, although Jerry says no. Yeah. Uh, but it's still beautiful regardless. Uh, so we've got a handful of those. And then C is what we finally decided on. Yeah, but and you can still get your stephanotis. Oh, you can, yeah. definitely. It was baskets of fire. And that's an ornamental-type pepper, although I proved yesterday it is edible. Yes, you're still here. I, I, I sweated a little bit and uh, definitely had some heat to it at about 15 seconds in. Well, the real test was whether you showed up this morning. Uh, <laughs> and you did. Well, we, I did. We saw that uh, Billy McKenzie, our, one of our favorite master gardeners. He came in and got two little ones and one basket. So now oh, cool. I'm down to wow. about six of the little ones Thanks, and Billy. one basket. Uh, although I did, uh, I did get some more baskets coming. What are all those things on the ground down there in the gallons? Well, no, the, the, yeah, the gallons are the right one. No, you're pointing at bigger pots over there. Oh. Uh, although I believe there is a Texas Superstar over there as well. So yeah, right. This baskets of fire is a 2018 Texas Superstar. Yeah. But there's a uh, one with purple leaves over That's there right. that was about two, maybe three years ago. That was a Texas yeah, Superstar. Yeah, I think you're right. But there's a number of ornamental peppers over there. And those things really look beautiful in the fall, especially. Yep. After they get all those great different for, color Great for fall decorating um, and palatable. Mm-hmm. So uh, I so, always enjoy myself a hot pepper. So if they want them in the hang, we have one hanging basket left? we got one now, and we've got <laughs> ten more coming in this week. Oh, good. Okay. And then, uh, then we still have a handful of them left in the gallon cans. All right, and uh, the gallon cans are six ninety nine, and the hanging basket is sixteen ninety nine. Okay, so you can, uh, if you want one, and you can't come by today, you can call four nine seven two one zero two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they'll put it aside for you. Or like Billy, you can just come right now, right this minute, hop in the car, get over here at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road, and pick yourself up one, and you can uh, check out all kinds of great things here. That's the plant of the weekend. Ginger is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Ginger. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on, Ginger? Okay. I have you on speaker because, uh, well, my neighbor, he went to help his lady, his wife with the groceries. But I'm over here because of his pecan tree. And Jerry and Kelvin uh, need maybe... I can describe to you his problem. He's got, um, first of all, the leaves are ab- just being stripped on his pecan tree. He's got uh, oaks. He's got mimosa. He's got great uh, um, myrtle. None of them touched, just the oak tree. And the oak tree leaves are being completely stripped. Uh, they're okay. like skeletonized. And then um, he's worried because, and it looks like worm poop. There's something black dropping all on, in, in his swimming pool and around the deck. It's little black droppings. And I told him it looks like worm poop, but we can't find any worm in the trees. There's yeah, no web is, is, it, is, it, is it a red or is it red oak? Was it pecan or oak? It's a pecan. 
baton. Oh, nothing baton. else in this yard got it. Just the baton. Okay. And so there's well, not. Well, that's a little caterpillar. Yeah. Probably there's, black. There's no. Well, uh, we can't find it. Okay. So what is our what, what is our caterpillar? How big is a tree? Well, one of them is probably um, 50 feet, and then there's a young one here about 14, 15 feet. And is that one already stripped, too? Yeah, the little one is stripped oh. also. It's, well, I, it's I almost gone. It's, all the leaves on it is almost gone. Yeah, well, we, and there's no webworms. No webworms at all. No webworms. Hmm. There's a little black worm that gets on there uh, that's a skeletonizer. Yeah. A lot, even kind uh, of described what she's talking about. Another, another black, one that, like, the, the ash, too. Well, there's a, it's, I, th- I think a lot what, of the ashes have been like? a, a, attacked. It's a little black it caterpillar. Like? It's a little black caterpillar. Does it live on the tree, or does it come down out and go back up? It comes it comes down and goes up. Now, so you want basically, to basically, basically, what it is, I mean, it's got to be a caterpillar of some type, okay? Okay. And uh, so, uh, the what you the best thing to use and the safest thing to use on the caterpillars is uh, a BT product, Bacillus thuringiensis. Right. Product. Right. And uh, it comes in liquid spray, so you could spray it on. And uh, it's, it's completely organic, and it it uh, it'll take care of the 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 worms. It won't uh, won't repair the damage, but it'll keep them from stripping uh, any new leaves that it might have. Now, yeah, yeah, you want to wait though. We asked about uh, the small tree. That's the only one that would be practical to spray, but. It doesn't. They, they have to consume the spray, so it has to right. be put on leaves. So you probably have. You probably want him to wait until it puts on a new growth of uh, leaves before he would spray it. It may not. Uh, it may not occur anymore this year either. Right. Right. They cycle. Well. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Jerry, Calvin. Um, yesterday they went over Sanic. And talk to them about it. Sanix gave them, it's called Espoma Earth Tone Insect Control Concentrate. Uh, it doesn't what is mention it? anything Estoma, about. Estoma, that's the brand. Right. Estoma is the brand. It doesn't and canola oil. It doesn't mention well. anything about tea. Well, that that'll kill caterpillars too, and uh, it'll also kill uh, other types of insects. Which yeah, that that should work. I mean, uh, if it is if it is indeed the worm I'm thinking about, the BT would probably be better. Yeah, but, yeah. But that that yeah. that should work too. That perithian yeah spray yeah, and kind of ginger kind of. Uh, chat chat with him about spraying. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it'd be any good to spray. I've got him right here with me. He's listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. The grandson. Uh, 
the uh, the spraying spraying is probably be more effective once the leaves are back, uh, because uh, you know especially if it's a BT product, of course it doesn't do any good to spray it if there's no leaves. Even even that product from Phoenix, I right? Think, I think you would want to wait until you got some leaves to protect. But, right. And uh, the trees, the trees should come. The trees should do fine. Oh yeah, it'll be all right. They'll come Let back. Let me ask you something. He's around his deck on his pool. Uh, this black worm poop that's around there. If he washes it off, and it doesn't come back, does that mean he's killed the worms? Yes, or either they've uh, gone through their life cycle. They're butterflies. They've left. They're moths now. Oh. But either way, you're rid of them. Either way, you're rid of them. Yeah. What butterfly is it? Uh, It's a little little old butterfly. It's probably a little moth. Yeah, a little moth. Okay. Okay. not, Not one of the fancy ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it only Alrighty. the gets on the pecan. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's certain types of insects that only feed on pecans. Huh. Okay. All right. Thanks, Ginger. I was right. saying, okay, Ginger. Well, oh, well, let me tell you, oh. Calvin. One thing, Calvin. I had. Uh, there's only six babies left that are have not completely fledged. I've got about uh, 40 purple martins that have some the adults and the, fl- the ones that have fledged. I've got five or six that are still waiting to fledge. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So are they are they still hanging out, or are they going off to assembly points and then coming back? Or, uh, well, during the day, the grown-ups leave, but the fledglings stick around. And uh, the, usually the fledglings... Go off into the trees and the poles about about another two weeks. Cool. And well, you're you right about good, the baby good hummingbirds. You're right about the baby hummingbirds. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. This is a <laughs> wonderful year for hummingbirds. It really and for is. Martins, I think. Yes, I think so too. And I told my friend he needs to get a martin house to get rid of the grasshoppers and the worms. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, guys, I will let you. All go. right. Thank you Thanks, so much Ginger. for your time. Okay. You take care. Bye, Bye-bye. Ginger. Bye bye. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Our phone two one zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road. If you're driving around town right now, chances are very soon you're going to see a beautiful crepe myrtle because they're blooming all around town, and they're absolutely gorgeous, aren't they? I mean, they're beautiful shades of white and red and pink and purple. 
And right now, Millburgers has them on sale, by the way, in the three and the five gallon container for just seventeen eighty eight. So if you're driving by going, man, I wish I had something beautiful like that in my yard, guess what? Head on over to Millburgers at sixteen oh four and Bullforty Road and pick one up for yourself. Now just seventeen eighty eight in the three and five gallon containers. Millburgers has a lot of other colorful things on sale, like Mexican Bird of Paradise, this Texas superstar, also called Pride of Barbados, in the three gallon container is on sale for just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias. You'll also save on Millburgers Natural Lawn and Garden Fertilizer. It's all this and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Listen up. We are raccoons, and we are a big deal if you haven't already noticed. Yeah, what he said. You see, we got these masks. We're like burglars, except we never leave, see? Permanent maskuses. You got electrical wires? We like wires. We like to chew on wires and sometimes start fires. Oh, wait, if there's a fire, can we leave? Hey, pay attention, and we like chewing on AC ducks, too. I like duckies. Yes. You got a nice attic? We'll set up shop. Attics make me feel cozy. Shh. Who's that? It's a van with the man. Uh-oh. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. It's their one-and-done policy, guaranteed for 15 months. So whether you have possums, squirrels, rats, mice, skunks... I can't take my mask off! And yes, even raccoons. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Okay. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, you know, as happy as I am to tell you about the new furniture now over there on Lookout Road and 1604, right by the Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, it's our newest location. I'm just as happy to talk to you about the new Furniture Now website, FurnitureNow.com. And I'm on it right now, and uh, you've got a lot of great selection on here. So if you can't find it at Furniture Now, uh, or you want to just uh, stay at home and today, and uh, but you still are interested in, in uh, great furniture, then uh, go to FurnitureNow.com. Uh, bedroom furniture, living room furniture, dining room furniture, accents, office furniture, kids' furniture, mattresses, entertainment centers, even outdoor furniture. You'll find all those at FurnitureNow.com, and uh, you'll find the great prices over there, too. So go to FurnitureNow.com uh, if you're kind of sitting on the couch today or just taking it easy, and then check it out. Find that special piece of furniture that you're looking for. And uh, otherwise, why don't you go over to FurnitureNow.com and visit with them. There's the big showroom right there uh, and warehouse at uh, 410 and Evers Road. Uh, you'll find that there. And then the new location, again, Lookout Road in 1604 next to Burlington Coat Factory. Here's the coolest thing, though. You go in there today, right? If it's in the showroom, uh, if it's in stock, it's delivered to you. And after you buy it, it's delivered to you tomorrow. So you buy it Sunday, you get it Monday. Pretty cool, huh? All right. It's two locations of furniture now on uh, 5550 Northwest Loop 410 at Evers Road and uh, 7513 North Loop 1604 East, which is basically Lookout Road and 1604 next to the Burlington Coat Factory. For furniture you didn't now. mention the 100-year-old employees. I did. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. Uh, ask about that, the uh, 100-year-old employees, when you go and say you'd li- you heard Milton talking about it and you'd like to see them. The Cobins, who own furniture now, have been selling furniture for, in for, 100, years. for 100 years. That's correct. That's which, a, which that Jerry, impressed me. Which Jerry hears as 100-year-old employees. So you go check it out and see. That's pretty soon after the Alamo, isn't it? 100 years ago. No. Oh. No. It's the Civil War is a hundred years ago. Oh, okay. Not Civil War. Um, <laughs> World War One was ended a hundred years ago. So, oh, okay. Which is just amazing. Uh, all right. So anyway, two one zero. Just seems like yesterday, huh? <laughs> well, it doesn't seem. It was weird because you know you're reading. You need to know all this. It just never seemed like it was a hundred years ago, but it is. Time marches on. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right, spider mites and. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we got Ju- uh, Judy on the line. Okay. We're never going to talk about Neil and his spider mites. <laughs> Judy uh, just called us at 210-308-8867. Hi, Judy. Welcome to the Hi. show. What's going on today? Uh, thank you. Uh, I put in a little cotton aster tree last fall, and it was supposed to be uh, not deer-proof but deer-resistant. Well, not in this neighborhood. And, uh, and you they put, keep eating. what was it? I'm sorry, I Cotton. didn't hear. What was it? Cotton aster. Cotton aster. Let me go see if there's a different name. Cotton aster? A tree? Uh-huh. Cotone aster? Yeah. Shrub? No, it's a tree. And its limbs kind of weep. Hmm. Cotton aster. And you're saying cotton aster. Uh, it's is a cotton, it cotton aster? aster? Oh, okay, that's what it is. I'm sorry, Cotton Easter. Okay, kind of a 
talks about being cranberry. I'm looking at different pictures. Red berried cotton Easter. Yeah, that's it. Uh, are you there? Uh, where where did you? Yes, get we're that? here. We're thinking. Where did you get that thing? Oh gosh, it's been since last fall. I don't remember. Oh okay. I've, uh, I, I got you know it. What I you're remember now. About, Cal? Hello. I, I Do you know what now. you're talking about? Where? Oh, go ahead, Judy. Go ahead, Judy. You're okay. Oh, weeping okay. cotton Easter. I see that too. Yeah, I think these all say they're. These all say that it has a, like ornamentaltrees.co.unitedkingdom. So I bought it in an independent nursery, uh, out by Boulevardy. It's not a box store tree. Huh. Huh. Yeah, we're not familiar with it. Well, this is my question. It's. Uh, it's in a part of the yard that is not fenced. I, I can't keep the deer away from it. It would be impossible for me to put up a barrier because I wouldn't be able to uh, pin, pin a fence down because of the rocks. So would it be okay, since it's only been in there since last fall, if I dig it up and put it in a, a, a planter until this fall and put it in the yard? I'd wait till fall to do that. You, well, that's you may what I would think. It. Yeah, but I might lose it, too, if they don't keep eating the leaves off of it. Okay, you can keep them from eating the leaves off of it by spraying it uh, every 10 days to two weeks with a product called Liquid Fence. I use that, and I have to spray about every three or four days. And so um, the lady next door feeds the deer. So they're yeah, through here. Right. <laughs> they come over to oh. your place for salad, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, she feeds them in the back, <laughs> and they walk through my yard and snack all the way through. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just risk it and keep it there until uh, fall. Well, you could, it said uh, they're related you, to. It might, you know, if it's, uh, you're going to lose it for sure. You you might you got you know there's some percentage of a chance that you're gonna you'll do all right if you, if if you dig it up and put it in another spot. So I mean that's a, it's a bit of a bit of a gamble, but uh, if it's that's you know if that's less gamble than leaving it, then I'd just go ahead and do it. Okay. And, uh, just take a chance. So it says it's uh, related to hawthorns, pyracantha. Photinia and Rowans, huh. Sorbus. Okay. I want you to do some more on that. Because Calvin and I, have, neither one of us have ever saw or heard of such a plant. So it may I, be. I didn't, Jerry, I didn't hear what you. I didn't hear what you just said because I, you. Walked out. Okay. I said I would do a little more research on that. Uh, in other words, to see where it uh, actively grows, where, where it really grows. Because uh, it, 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 it's, it's not a common shrub for this area. 
Okay. So Jerry is kind of, kind of alerting you that don't don't expend a lot of energy if it's not going to end up uh, has no chance of being successful. But uh, how big is it? So is it huge or little or? Oh no, it's about five foot. Okay. Well, that should be relatively easy to move if you need to move it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Well, I really luck. appreciate you, 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 Yeah, Judy. Yeah, we'll you, do, we'll... you check and see where that thing grows. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll Bye. research here, too. We'll ask Trace. All right. 210 308. That's our Etsy end of our research. 210 308 8867 210 308 8867 So, uh, Neil has spider mites, does he? That's a, that's, that was my what second. What did I say? Did I start something on spider Yeah, you were talking about Neil Sperry and spider mites. Uh, oh, yeah. His article yeah. was talking about spider mites. He said it has an article about spider mites that attack beans, tomatoes, marigolds, and a large percentage of our landscape and garden plants, which is all true. And then he talks about how to diagnose them, thump them on a, thump the, the suspect leaf over a white paper. The mites will be very tent, tiny, and if present, they will start moving across the paper. In other words, the dust starts moving. That's how big they are. Then he he makes a statement, which I take, take exception to, he says, Several insecticides are labeled for control of spider mites, although you'll often need to repeat a couple of times. We haven't found anything in the greenhouse or, or in our over there with our, around our greenhouse. Yeah, I think it's on some labels. That control spider mites. Yeah, but I don't think it. Uh, I, I, imagine, never had I imagine any luck either. I imagine it's on Malathion. But uh, I've I've not we've not been able to get any control with any in, insecticide that's on the market. They took they took uh, kelthane, uh, the the product called kelthane off the market, um, and so uh, since it, it the pro, the reason these things are so hard to kill is they're 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 not an insect they're a mite they're a little mite and. Uh, a lot of the insecticides are not really effective against them unless you get, especially residual speaking. So uh, I've got I've got a, a tomato grower that I'm working with, uh, and every in fact we saw it last week. I was down there, and the, those spider mites they start on one plant. They'll start on one side of the, on the usually on the prevalent winds or the pre- winds out of the south, southwest. So uh, usually you'll see them start there, but they they can start in the middle or whatever. But they start in a in a section, and then they'll damage that plant to the point that they move on to adjoining plant. And so, I've got him when he sees. Spider mite damage. Uh, I've, I've trained him to know what spider mite damage looks like and is. He just pulls the whole plant out, rather than trying to spray and and control those spider mites. And the Calvin has had some limited success with uh, seaweed extract, 
But uh, again, it's slowing it just, them it, down. It, it, yeah, it, it just slows them down. It doesn't kill them. So uh, that, that's what that's what we found out with spider mites. I've often said that uh, uh, spider mites and and uh, dry weather has caused more people to have uh, fall gardens than anything any PR we could have ever done. Because uh, the spider, when it gets hot like this, the spider mite population doubles every three days. Are they the ones that are born pregnant? Not aphids. No oh, shucks. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I think I think they have eggs. Okay, I'm just checking. Spider mites, yeah, eggs. Yeah, spider mites. But anyway, uh, we haven't mentioned Calvin's uh, article in yesterday's paper. It's a good article about. Uh, Taking your tomatoes out, uh, the reason to take them out, and how to take them out. So if you didn't didn't get to read that, basically he said uh, go in there and carefully remove any fruit larger than a tennis ball. I think we said yesterday, uh, and uh, put it on the counter and let it ripen. Even if it's green as gourd, it will go ahead and ripen and will be good to eat. Uh, but carefully remove the fruit and then carefully remove the plant as well. I don't think we've ever said that. And uh, we've never talked about how, I like how it says, minimal disruption means avoid shaking off or dropping any of the spider mites, the old leaves that they're on. Because when you drop them on the ground, and it probably wouldn't be bad to to rake it after you pull them up and put them in a in a garbage can or whatever you're going to dispose of them in. Don't put them in the compost pile. And uh, it would be not a bad idea to rake all the debris up around around the plant that uh, you you drop the debris that has the spider mite eggs on it, so you won't contaminate your fall crop. Jim's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Jim's on the line at 210 Jim, you're going to have to turn down your radio, man, because we can hear it. There we go. I'm sorry. I just turned off the radio. Thank can you, you hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. What's going on? Let me pull over here because I'm fix- I'm driving, and I'm in a rural area, and I'm oh, fixing to go. No. Hit, hit I'm fixing to hit a dead zone. I'll drop you off. Hey, Dr. Parsons, Uh-oh. I heard you say yesterday about deadheading or cutting back crepe myrtles for a second bloom, but I only I only caught the end of it. Um, how much do I cut off? Uh, my crepe myrtles are, are blooming, but they're they're on the backside of their their summer bloom, if you will. You cut you cut them off on the the you cut the stem off just below where the seed pods are. Okay, because I noticed there's some. You can do it, do it with head. You can do it with hedge clippers. Hedge clippers. Okay, I had some hand pruners. I was gonna, if it if it gets below ninety before nine o'clock, I'll, I'll go out there and do that. But just cut them off there where the, the seed pods are, and and there's still flowers on there. Should I wait or cut them off? No, now? cut them off now. Okay. That's what I missed yesterday. Hey, I appreciate it. And like you say, it's a you don't have to work more. Hand print, hand pruners are 
are too slow and tedious. Uh, if you yeah, use that's, head that's, to, that's all I got right now. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Uh, okay, well, hand pruning right. will work. Just below where the seed pods are attached. Okay, and I just didn't know how much to remove. 90, too. Yeah. Now, I say below where the seed pods are attached. I'm talking about the cluster of seed right. pods are attached. So you gotcha. cut them okay. on uh, the big cluster. You don't should cut I individual re- seed off. Okay, should I re- uh, re-feed the crepe myrtle when I use slow release, I guess, back in March, or, or they're, they're good to go? Oh, that's a good question. What is the question? He's going to refeed it. Oh. You need to feed it again. Probably not. Probably not. Not This this second bloom is not going to be nearly as spectacular as the the first bloom. But uh, I I, I don't – Calvin and I are both kind of dropping back on fertilization during this uh, droughty, hot uh, temperatures. And I, I don't I think it'll do you. I don't think it'll do you that much good. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. I just pumped the water to it. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thanks. You take care. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Have we got any open lines? We have an open line right now. All right. So After he drops off. Uh-huh. That'll free up a line. There you go. Call us now. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're driving around town right now, chances are very soon you're going to see a beautiful crepe myrtle because they're blooming all around town, and they're absolutely gorgeous, aren't they? I mean, they're beautiful shades of white and red and pink and purple. And right now, Millburgers has them on sale, by the way, in the three and the five gallon container for just seventeen eighty eight. So if you're driving by going, man, I wish I had something beautiful like that in my yard, guess what? Head on over to Millburgers at sixteen oh four and Boulevardy Road and pick one up for yourself. Now just seventeen eighty eight in the three and five gallon containers. Millburgers has a lot of other colorful things on sale, like Mexican Bird of Paradise, this Texas superstar, also called Pride of Barbados, in the three gallon container is on sale for just nineteen eighty. You'll save on dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias. You'll also save on Millburgers Natural Lawn and Garden Fertilizer. It's all this and more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM. The Answer. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. President Trump signs an executive order designed to keep the families of illegal border crossers together. 
Democrats predictably say it's not enough. Here's the problem and the solution. The problem is these adults and kids crossed the border in violation of our laws. Many of the children were sent ahead with smugglers, adults to whom they're not related or alone, believing emotional Americans would let them in. It seems to be working. Congress could fix all this, of course, but Republicans are divided, surprised, and Democrats loathe the president so much they'll do nothing to solve the problem so they can have the issue in November. The wall still needs to be built, but good luck with that. Maybe the job market will help. The economy is booming, and so there are fewer jobs. Perhaps that will discourage people from breaking the law to get here. There are legal border crossings and legal ways to apply for entry. What we're dealing with are lawbreakers. Democrats who want future voters, and Republicans who want cheap labor. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Homeowners, you know all too well, in San Antonio, we get damaging hail. That hail can wreck not only your roof, but other parts of your home. Did you know that your Homeowners insurance not only covers damage to your roof, but also damage to your deck or wooden fence. Barry Hegendorf of Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147 can help you reseal and repair that damage and make it look new again. And if you've already met your deductible because of other damage, there may be no additional cost to you. Barry Hegendorf at 822-9147 of Deck and Patio Care has been helping homeowners improve the look of their decks, patios, fences, and homes since 1985. And the incredible results speak for themselves. But check it out for yourself at deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see miraculous transformations and read testimonials of happy customers. So if your deck, fence, or patio is damaged by hail, call Deck and Patio Care right now at 822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're still talking gardening with you. You can come on by Milberger's today and visit with us. They're open today till 5, or you can uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867. What else you got over there? Because we have a line open uh, right now. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't I didn't finish uh, Calvin's article oh, good. in yesterday's okay. paper because he also talks about. Oh, I want to say also, when you're pulling your tomatoes up uh, in the, the in the paper with Calvin's article, they've got a picture of a of a tomato that's got a lot of foliage problems on the, a lot of dead foliage and. Uh, browned out foliage and things like that, which can be caused by spider mites or or some, or, or a disease, uh, fungus disease. Or sometimes we make the decision we're going to pull the tomatoes and we quit irrigating for, yeah. uh, you know, if you quit irrigating for five, six days, it'll, they'll, brown, they'll yeah. brown out like that. But nematodes will also cause that oh, problem. Yeah. So when when you're pulling, if your tomato plants look kind of dead and the foliage is not not green and pretty, it got some of these 
disease leaves like in the paper yesterday. Uh, I think even Neil Sperry had a had a, a write-up on these uh, disease leaves. When you pull that plant up, be careful to look at all the root system that you pull up and see if it has uh, knots on it. Nema- that's nematode knots. Now, if you're in a small garden and you have those nematode knots, again, they're in pockets, too. So uh, keep in mind, mark in your mind or on a piece of paper or whatever, where those where those uh, nematode-infested plants were planted. And then when you plant your fall tomatoes, only use uh, tycoon. You know, that's my favorite. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, tycoon, which is nematode-resistant. Yeah. Valley cat, which is nematode-resistant. Or, or celebrity. Those are the only three nematode-resistant varieties. We have, besides... 968, the, the cherry 968. I tell you, the one that did good in our trials, uh, we hadn't finished evaluating them, but uh, I said something to East Texas, and they just flipped out over them up there. Is that is our little cherry? Uh, ju- uh, Ruby Crush? Ruby Crush. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, man. Huh. They, they love that thing up there. And uh, it blooms so thickly. Greg Grant said, uh, Greg Grant had a trial up there, and he said, up in Tyler, up around Tyler, and he said they could, they, they could be used as an ornamental because they had so many flowers on them. Jeez. So, and uh, well, we've a, been getting good good reports back. Uh, Curtis, it's a nice choice for a container. Too. Yeah, Curtis uh, Haldeman said that... Uh, that uh, he liked Ruby Crush better than 968. What? That's, blasph- that's blasphemy. Yeah. That's blasphemous. But, but anyway, uh, so we'll look for look for nematodes uh, so that you'll know what to plant back in that same location. Now, that, that, I guess, Jerry, if you uh, cut off the bottom half of the, uh, the, the, you probably don't want to put those nematode-infected roots in your compost pile either, do you? No, no. So you either throw those in the garbage or at least cut off. If you cut off the bottom, would uh, and just put that in the the garbage. Yeah, it yeah, that'll, be okay. that'll work. That'll work. Did you have a question, or do you want to wait a sec? Can we ask it on the air? Okay. We well, we just have about a minute and a half. But we'll, okay, well, wait a sec. You want to you want to help her then, real quick? Okay. okay. Remember uh, the uh, all the information that we talk about on the station and uh, about Millburgers, especially uh, sale items or calendar events, you'll find at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com uh, is your place to go for that kind of kind of great stuff uh, for that. Yeah, and also. Uh, oh, that's your newsletter resource too. If you want to yeah, get a newsletter, that's right. Uh, you can get it free, and you can get it in the mail, or you can get it. Uh, on the internet, mm-hmm. or pick it up here at the nursery. Then you also uh, plantanswers.com. A lot of the questions we get asked are answered on plantanswers.com. That's another good source of mm-hmm. information that you can go to. Uh, we were t- talking about uh, Millburgers being the place to go if, if you're uh, outfitting your butterfly garden. Uh, we've got the uh, mist flowers, and we've got porter weeds. 
uh, milkweeds, all the lantanas, salvias, uh, all, all the plants. Uh, the zinnias, of course, zinnias are really a top top attractor of butterflies. Pentas. Uh, so they're all here, and plus you got the certified butterfly garden. You can take a look at yeah. a good way to arrange the, the butterfly plants. And one thing about the certified uh, butterfly garden is when you uh, go look at it, there's not anything that's been done there that you couldn't do yourself. That's right. It's not like this big complicated or uh, intricate or anything else. All the flowers are, and plants well, are available to nursery. All the plants are here. There's purple. Oh, oh that, look, that's pretty. That's, that's uh, the crepe myrtle? Yeah. That's a pretty purple. Yeah. All right, so uh, come by and I don't check. think that was Catawba, though. Oh, we'll have to ask uh, Trace what that was. A little smaller. Yeah, a little different color. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today, but we want to thank you for being a part of the show. And, of course, we've got lots of good calls today, so uh, keep them coming next week when we're back here at the nursery. Uh, right before the 4th of July, maybe Jerry will even share that watermelon thing before the 4th of July. So he'll either make your 4th. I guess I ought to bring a watermelon. Ooh, that would be great. Yes, you should, just so we can see what a seedless water. I've never seen one. You've never seen one? Never. A watermelon? A seedless one. No, ever. Oh. I've never seen one. Yeah. Probably, probably never eaten one. <laughs> Uh, it was part of the fun with spitting the seeds. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.